You're listening to Thrive, where every week we have meaningful conversations with incredible women like you, packed with practical tips and sisterly advice to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday gal who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. I'm your host, Erica Gwynn, and I'm ready to thrive together. Here's today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to Thrive. Ever find yourself wondering, so what is my purpose? Why did God create me? And what's his plan for me? If so, you're not alone. Author, teacher, coach, speaker, and nonprofit founder, Caitlin Say, is on Thrive Today sharing how she figured out her own God-given purpose, along with practical tips for discovering your own. We also tackle the topic of insecurity, where it comes from, and how to get through and rid of your own so that you can feel more confident and comfortable as the beautiful you that you are. And if you are short on time to pray or unsure how to weave prayer into your life more easily and effortlessly, Caitlin shares a few breath prayers in our conversation to help with that today. Stay tuned through this episode. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And now welcome, Caitlin. Hey, thanks for having me, Erica. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited for this conversation because I feel like we have quite a lot we could dive into and quite a lot that we have in common just from chatting briefly before hitting record. So I know you're an author, you're a teacher, a coach, a speaker, you founded a nonprofit, the whole laundry list of things that you have done. But can you share with us a little bit more about you, about your work, but also your heart and what really brought you to where you are today? Sure. Um, Well, yeah, I'm from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan in Canada. And uh, like you said, I've done some different things in my life and it's been an interesting journey to this point. But I think as I've tried out different things and uh, continued to just follow the voice of God in my life, I've become increasingly convinced that every one of us has this God-given destiny and purpose. And it really doesn't look like a job description or, you know, one secure um, place to land necessarily, but uh, just that we're called into this lifestyle of of surrender to the Holy Spirit, really, and to to practice that and and to make that the goal and the focus, and then whatever flows out of that, um, that's you know the the life God's calling us to. So um, for me, I'm really enjoying my work right now. I'm leading a non not for profit and uh, and coaching and enjoying the things that God has for me in the season. I love that. I also know that part of your story that was really significant were your final moments with your grandma. And I wanted to see if you'd be willing to share that because I read that story on your website and got goosebumps. I thought, wow, that is such a cool moment and such a cool God wink that you were able to experience, especially with her. So would you be willing to share that? 
Absolutely. Yes, it was such a pivotal moment in my life. And you know what's interesting about these moments, Erica, is that I think when they're happening a lot of times in our lives, we don't realize the significance. You know, it doesn't always feel like this life altering moment, but oftentimes it's in the looking back that we recognize what God was up to. And so this this would be one of those examples. My grandma was one of my best friends and uh, and she was at the end of her life and I was at a low, low in my life. I had been struggling with an undiagnosed illness for about seven years and uh, had really reached a, a low point there, just mentally, emotionally and spiritually um, uh, unknowns lying ahead of me and had uh, come out of a really difficult relationship, um, not able to continue my work teaching in high schools and uh, just felt like it's such a dead end. Um, and my faith just felt uh, empty. And I remember looking into my my grandma's eyes and in those final moments of her life, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart more profoundly than I'd ever heard him speak before. And he said, Caitlin, you are just as valuable as she is right now in this moment. She can't eat, she can't speak, she can't get up and do anything, but she's my treasure. And I think because I treasured her so very much and I recognized, you know, just um, just the, the value of her life in those moments, um, I was able to receive God's stamp of value on me, even though I felt that I had nothing to offer. And he was affirming that even if I never got up and, and did anything for him again, uh, that he loved me just because he made me. And obviously that was more of a struggle for me than I had realized this um, tendency to put my identity in what I could do or what I could show. And, uh, and God was calling me to really root myself in him. And so that really was uh, a pivotal moment. It was a heart revelation. You know, it's language that I would have said for years and years, but there's something that happens when, when the Holy Spirit comes and, and just brings to life uh, truth in our hearts. So it was a, a really incredible time. Well, and I think sometimes we don't necessarily realize that we are on this path of striving in some way for God. Like we can yeah. catch ourselves striving for other people or striving in our careers or what have you, but then to really have that heart check of like, wait, you're actually trying to prove yourself to God and you don't actually need to do that. <laughs> can really be a shaking thing because you don't often even realize that you're in that place of like needing to somehow like do something to be that person that you think God needs you to be instead of just being exactly who he made you as you are, which is like a, a thing when you, when you realize that like you had. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And ultimately, I think a big realization with that too, that I needed to take responsibility for is, is when we have this tendency to put our identity in different things, um, you know, it really is kind of giving our affection and our, our love and our worship to something other than God. And mm -hmm. so in, in that season of trying to measure up, um, you know, I'm trying to put value in in something that's that's not God, and He just calls us to value Him and and to know that He's the one who who does the work and um, and accomplishes the the great things in and through us. And so it was a yeah, it was a powerful revelation. Yeah, well, and especially since that really solidified your sense of purpose, especially the sense of God given purpose. What is your God given purpose? If you had to kind of sum that up, and do you think that this is just like one thing that we are all 
destined to find or realize or a series of moments because I think we all we kind of talked about this before pressing play here or pressing record like we put so much pressure on what is my purpose like what what is that thing that God has called me to do and there can be a lot of confusion and misconception around that so can you break that down for us yeah, absolutely. Um, I love to turn to Ephesians 2.10 for this. And it says, for we are God's handiwork or workmanship, or another version says masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And really, I think it's so important to hold this belief, to cling to this belief that you are here for a reason. Every single day, the Holy Spirit goes before us and he has encounters planned for us and he really longs to walk closely with us just day by day. And actually, that is our first purpose on the planet. Um, in Romans 8, 29, it, it talks about our first purpose actually being to become like Jesus, to be conformed to the image of Jesus as a first purpose. And I really believe that as we focus on that first calling that God set forth, he made us to be in relationship with him, to be loved and known by him and to make his love known. Um, and as we do that and find ourselves in that place, um, our second kind of vocational purpose or what we do in the world flows out of that deep place. And so I think often in, in North America, we focus a lot on our job and we put a lot of value on, on what we do in the world. And, um, and that can really hold us back from going more deeply into that first purpose. And it has more to do with being, our actual being. And so I'm a firm believer that every one of us were here for a reason. And we find that reason as we find ourselves in God. I love that because it also allows the flexibility with what you do to kind of flex and flow as long as you're in alignment with being who you are. Because like you said, we get so fixated on like, but is it this job? And is it this role? And is this like the one, or is this the book or the whatever that I'm, that is the thing. And it's like, it's not like we have that one thing that's stamped on us as to like, this is your, this is the book that you will write. And if you don't, you have missed it. Or like, this is the task that you will do. This is the job that you will have. And if you don't, you've messed it up. It's like, I feel like someone listening probably needs to hear, to hear this. It's like, you can't mess, you can't miss it. You can't mess it up. It's not like yeah. you have this one thing. Like if it's from God, he will keep calling you to it. And I think, yes. and I think you can miss it like, if and only if you have this strong sense of divine calling, but then, and you know what he's kind of leading you to next. And then you choose to be like, eh, not now, no thanks, not interested. Like, okay, then yeah. he may very well like choose another vessel to get, get his work done. Cause like got to get done. Yeah. But if you're yeah. prayerfully and really continually kind of seeking that and really trying to obediently follow what is my next step and what is, you know, what is the next thing that I'm doing, but you're in alignment with who you are and who God wants you to be. Like you said, you're not going to miss it and you're not going to mess it up. Like the next, it gives you the opportunity to kind of have multiple things happening in your life, do many different things. And you're coming at it from a posture and a spirit of surrender and the, the spirit that God wants you to be in, in alignment with his instead of just like checking off, like, okay, I added this to my resume, cha-ching, I'm closer to the kingdom. Like, that's not how it works. 
Right. Yeah, totally. No, I couldn't agree with that more. I think that that heart and that heart posture is just so key. And again, yes, living in in surrender to how God is leading and guiding us. I'm also a big proponent of the practical work when it comes to to discerning purpose and walking in our purpose. Um, You know, as a coach, I just I highly value the work that it takes to clarify um, a person's vision for their life and values that they choose to live by because language is a powerful thing god has created us with the the ability to understand and communicate truth and it helps us create kind of those boundaries and borders in our lives that we need that provide filters for for decision making and you know, this is helpful for everybody, whether you're a busy mom or, um, you know, you're a single and, and you're just navigating life or you're a business owner or whoever you are, um, God's got vision for your life and putting language to it and the unique way that you were created to um, to display his glory. We're all created to make his love known some some way and somewhere, but it really is as unique as you are. And so being able to put some unique language language to that to that um, vision statement or that purpose statement and that's a process and sometimes we need uh, we need some time and reflection and um, some people to come alongside us and same thing with the values naming those values that we are choosing to live by really helps us when different opportunities come to know is this in alignment with um, the God-given call that I feel on my life and you're right it's it's so much more than this job or that job um, but uh, it, it really is just this commitment um, to continue to stay on the journey that God is calling us to. Absolutely. Okay, now you got to give us some of those practicals because now I'm sure everybody's interest is peaked in terms of if you're starting at square one, ground zero here, and you're like, all right, I need to figure out the vision for my life and I want it to be in alignment with my God-given purpose and I want to be pointed in the right direction, but I have no idea where to start. What would you say? Yeah, I, you know, it starts with some of that big picture stuff. I, I love asking people questions that cause them to think about their life um, kind of from the big picture standpoint. And even doing this, asking yourself questions that look at your life <clears throat> from high up allows you to actually move into a, a part of your brain that 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 can be inspired, that can think with new possibilities. So this is even something to practice when you feel a little overwhelmed or you feel boxed in to take some time to just think about these larger order questions. You know, things like, um, what do I want to be remembered for? Um, what kind of impact do I want to make on this earth? What would I do? Um, what would I do in terms of work if I was never paid just because I, I love doing it? And uh, some of these questions just reveal the core of how you were created and how you tick uniquely and what your heart most deeply longs for. Unearthing some of these things, this is the starting point for developing vision for your life. Um, and just continuing to think through these things with the Holy Spirit's help and um, considering past experiences, what's given you most joy in terms of serving God in the past? And where have you found the deepest satisfaction and aligning yourself there? Um, I, I did this for the first time about 10 years ago, actually right around that time that I was, uh, I found myself 
laying there with my grandma. Um, it was around that time that I scripted this and actually it's right in front of me right now. It says on my epitaph, this is what I wanted to say, loved well and obeyed God. And uh, it says, I want to love God and love people. And then I've actually even um, defined success for my life. Success in any given day is staying committed to the process God is calling me to for that day. And these statements just help me stay aligned. No matter what's happening in terms of work, um, you know, at Inspire Our Nation, um, the circumstances around me, at the end of a day, a win for me is if I'm staying connected to God's love and, uh, and loving people well on that given day. And as I keep that my aim, uh, that really fills my life with a lot of joy and keeps me in alignment with the life I feel God is calling me to live. That's awesome too, because we get, we can get so fixated on the big picture or the bigger goals, whatever, that it becomes so much harder to break it down into the everyday. And then I think that's where we end up having so much disconnect or like you get to December and you're looking back on your new year's resolutions and you're like, where did it all go wrong? Like it's really everything in life is such a summation of those daily habits and the daily practices and everything that we can break down into just what is the next right thing to be doing in this moment and what will propel me forward in this moment. And if we, it's like life is just a, as cheesy as it sounds, it's like life is truly just a series of moments. <laughs> and if you're making the best possible decision you can in the moment, it's all of those put together that lead to that bigger picture where then at the end of it all, you're on your deathbed looking back going like, wow, okay, I did it. Right, yes. And I think one of the things that really trips us up, again, in North American culture is busyness. Mm. It just is this inertia. We step on a treadmill and life just goes. And uh, we see in the scriptures, when we think about Jesus and the way that he lived, we see consistent stops resting reflection and um, this can look like a lot of different things for different people depending on their seasons but intentionally pausing you know once a person has kind of named that vision and given some language to it and and even the values and intentions um, to pause every once in a while this is something i do regularly about every four months to carve out some time just to ask myself some of these key um, coaching questions and to practice that reflection um, am i still in alignment with the vision that i feel god has set out um, what things are not serving me well right now in this season? What things do I need to pick up in this season? And just taking that time to allow God to speak into that, um, it realigns us. Yeah, completely. For the ladies listening in, or really anyone listening in, who struggles with feelings of insecurity, maybe it's not in really knowing what her purpose is just yet, but maybe it's in something else entirely. Can we break down a few of those possibilities and kind of speak truth over them and into her if she's just in a state of just not feeling totally secure, whether it's in who she is in God or something else. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I just want to wipe away any shame that can come with this feeling of not feeling totally secure because we're human. And as long as we're in this broken world, there's just this, this degree of separation. There's this veil between us and, and heaven and our heavenly home where insecurity is going to be gone forever. Um, really, we were created in the garden for this complete, secure attachment with our father and with our surroundings and the relationship between us and all of creation was good, right? And, and it's been broken and, and we do live in that reality. Now, 
it's so wonderful that we have been reconnected for those of us um, who are believers and uh, following Jesus and receive that gift of grace. We've been reconnected to God by the cross of Christ and his, resur his resurrected life in us. This is the Holy Spirit who really is our key to, to security to that security being reconnected in the core of who we are. And really what I would say about this is there's such a huge difference between self-confidence and self-worth. And a lot of suggestions about um, becoming more of a secure person in culture revolve around self-confidence. Take that step, do that thing, write that book. Those are great things. And certainly um, we should pursue God birth dreams in our lives, absolutely. But I think more importantly is really cultivating the space of self-worth and uh, finding a foundation there. And when we do that, you know, whether we succeed or fail, uh, move forward or take steps backwards, um, we can find that in Christ alone and in the fact that he's made us all with this inherent value. Now we can believe that with our heads, but cultivating in our lives ways of being and practices that allow that truth to take ground, you know, um, I think that's where we find an inner security that we carry with us that really changes the way that we engage with the world, this um, rested place of just knowing that we're worth it, no matter what's happening around us, or no matter what our performance was that day. And really, that's the gospel life that Jesus has given us. Yeah, totally. When you find yourself kind of in a state of comparison or slipping into that place where you're not necessarily grounded in the truth of what God says about you, but instead looking to the world and people in the world and everything else for that sort of validation. <laughs> How do you like to actively stop that train and retrack it so that you are in a state of contentment again and sitting in that truth instead of looking left and right to everything else happening? Yeah, I think there's so many different, so many different ways that work for people in terms of kind of realigning your thoughts and uh, just your inner state. But I would say I think we focus a lot on our thoughts and I think it's important to replace our thoughts when we recognize a thought that's not helpful or is a lie about our identity or our worth to um, to switch that thought and to replace it with a truth. I think that's a really important thing to do and becoming more aware of our thoughts. The scripture says to take every thought captive. And so um, if there are voices that are speaking negative messages into our hearts, um, whether that can, that can be social media, that can be TV, Netflix, it can be culture, just things that we recognize. This is influencing my thoughts in an unhelpful way. Um, we know that our thoughts are powerful and really direct our hearts. But something I think that is underrated that we don't talk about as much is um, it's the power of, of our, our minds and even in terms of um, our, our imagination and, um, and images and, you know, practices that are kind of of old that, that have fallen away a little bit in, um, in kind of our current Christianity, um, things like meditation 
and um, and things like as we read the scriptures to imagine the stories and and to really place ourselves there and and our Jesus because um, our brains really latch on to images you know we've heard the saying before that um, a, a picture is worth a thousand words um, like I really believe that because when we set our hearts and our minds on a picture and let ourselves sit and soak there there's something that happens inside of us that that's deep and that maybe doesn't have language it's more about the place of being and so um on my website i actually have resources in terms of meditation and um there's this human need that we've been wired with for acceptance for security and for significance and I think this is often when we find ourselves in, in comparison or feeling insecure when, when we're looking for one of those things which we've been wired for and we're not finding that in our relationship with God and uh, feeling empty. And so in, on one of my resources, it's just called Christian Meditation on, on my website, there's scriptures for each one of those three categories, acceptance, security, or significance, and um, just medit meditative practices, uh, just to, to soak in those scriptures that affirm those things and uh, to take the time to just be there with God and, and receive that from him. It's a, it's a powerful thing to cultivate that space. I like that too, because I think, especially in today's society, the idea of meditation is often like directly put into the new agey sort of spirituality yeah. where people think you're just like sitting and doing yoga and saying om and like that, that there's no space for God in that. But I just don't think that's true. Cause like you said, you can sit and very much be focused on something else like God or like having the Holy spirit inspire and fill your, fill your heart. I think it's just so many times in, in our society today, it's like, we don't even know how to sit still and just be. So we need help kind of telling us like, okay, you're just going to sit and you're just going to, you're not even going to like actively try to think something. You're just going to be and let, yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, uncomfortable. How do I even do it? So I think that's, that's a really cool resource. I'm glad you mentioned that because we will put it in the show notes for everybody to see as well. I also yeah. also put in the show notes, we just, I'm so glad you mentioned the verse on holding things captive because we just had an episode um, go live talking about that. And the episode was literally titled hold every thought captive. And then what? Because we don't, we let these thoughts come into our head, but it's like before just replacing them with something else, I think it's also important to remember, like in holding them captive, you have to actually address them and be like, why am I having this thought? Where is this coming from? Like, what is the root of this? Because if it's something that needs to be unrooted and kind of ripped out of your heart before it can be replaced with something else, that's also a very helpful thing to like put into practice in your life so that you're not just telling yourself something that you don't really necessarily believe yet, but you're actually able to simultaneously work at taking out anything that is, has taken root in your heart that is not from God to replace it with something that is. Yeah, yeah, yes, I agree with all of that. I think those those things are so important and that intentional thought replacement is, is so important. But I also really want to give credence to the power of 
just being. So sometimes the work that we want to do, and we think we need to like roll up our sleeves and, and, uh, and work really hard at this, you know, thought replacement, which, which yes, we need to put that, that effort in, but there is power in rest. Mm. And I think remembering that in the place of rest, we're rejuvenated and we recuperate and God's designed us with a need for resting in his presence. And actually that um, the being that you mentioned to just be is actually a spiritual discipline um, to practice just being with him. And it has more to do with our awareness of his presence than, um, you know, a to-do list, a checklist or, or memorization. Although those things can be helpful, but I think we underestimate the power of just pausing in a moment and just being aware of his love just aware of it. And I think for for busy moms or, or people who are often on the go, um, things like breath prayers can be a really practical, powerful way to connect our bodies because we are bodily people, we are in our bodies. And uh, so to connect our breath with our spirits, with truth, and in a, any given moment, just taking a deep breath, breathing in God, you know, breathing out, maybe help me you know, in that moment and just throughout a day in a busy day, um, that's a, a powerful way to stay grounded, to stay connected. And even that physical breath moves us into a place in our brain uh, where we feel more calm and more centered and able to make good decisions. Oh, I love that you mentioned that because honestly, the security that can come from that alone is so powerful because I feel like we see all the time on social media, people saying, well, I don't have time to pray or how do I work this in? And it's like that in and of itself is overcomplicating it because like you said, it doesn't have to be this super significant to do or like this lengthy process. It's just being in that constant state of connection and alignment. And truly, I mean, I've seen that in my own life, just being able to, like you said, pause and just breathe in where, and just a really short prayer of like, help me or thank you, Jesus, or like whatever it might be that in and of itself reignites your connection where then like every single moment that might follow, whether it's a hard moment, whether it's a really good moment, I think it then is also accompanied by that awareness where like, if it's a really difficult moment and you just said, you know, God help me, you might have a slightly different perspective in approaching that moment than you would if you weren't. Or like, even if you were just acknowledging gratitude, you know, like then whatever, you might be a little bit more aware of beauty around you or kindness around you or just whatever. It kind of just colors your your perspective a little bit differently in a way that ends up, like we said, like a small moment that ends up adding up to have this much bigger impact on your life as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And ultimately we're we're kind of talking about just this this art of of abiding, of yeah. being in him and with him, which again, this is our first purpose. We're created to be in this love relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. He's a real person. And so you can't experience God five minutes ago and you can't experience him five minutes in the future. You can only experience him right now in this moment. And I think because of our busyness, uh, we have a hard time just being in the moment. And so the breath prayers help us with that, just ground us in this moment, help us be present where we are. And uh, that's a powerful thing. I think our insecurities can also really be magnified thanks to good old social media. 
And we have to really kind of actively battle that highlight reel mentality to remember the realness that is behind every single stylized post or curated moment that we see online. But I also think it's one of those things where it's not necessarily realistic to say, okay, oh, just don't be on social media then, or at least not forever, because it is such this this deep-sided piece of society and life today. And there is good to still be seen and done through it. So I would love to hear if you have kind of some favorite ways to approach social media in a healthier, more secure way um, that just kind of is helps you kind of be that person that you want to be while you are faced with a literal onslaught on your newsfeed of video and photo and everything that might be pointing in another direction or might be trying to just put your thoughts elsewhere, kickstart the comparison, all of that, that not so great stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's such an important discussion today because yes, social media is such a big part of our world and is a tool that can be used for such incredible good. I mean, it is the fastest way to be reaching our world and to be sharing messages of hope and light and encouragement and can be such an incredible thing. But like many things, uh, can also be so destructive just depending on, on the way that it is used and, and approached. But I think I would say two things to this. And the first thing that I think is one of the most important things in all of life is to be cultivating the, the practice of learning to hear God's voice to you personally for all things. This doesn't just apply to social media. I mean, as we cultivate this ability to hear and recognize that voice of the Father, the sometimes the still small voice, and sometimes the loud booming warning, um, as we learn and cultivate that, I think that speaks into many different areas, but it certainly can speak into that area of social media and and how we're approaching it. What is he saying to you personally about your engagement with social media right now? Is he giving a green light saying, you know, go, it's it's go time, be present there, get your your message and your voice on there and this, this is good. Or is there a, a warning? Is there a pause? Um, is there a break? And then the second thing I would say is just being practical. Again, this is um, a powerful kind of coaching concept is to be reflective and honest with yourself, um, to think about what you want in your relationship with social media, what makes you feel strong, when do you um, benefit from your use of social media? What kind of posts should be filtered on your feed? Um, what kind of messages do you feel called to be putting out? Um, just noticing those things. How much time do you want to be spending, you know, to take ownership and say, I want to be spending about this much time in my social media engagement and then actually kind of tracking and seeing is that actually how much time you're you're spending right now. And so I think just some of those really practical borders and boundaries that that we can put on ourselves. And again, having these conversations with somebody else is really helpful. Bringing in another human, um, just kind of naming and defining what you want, and then maybe even establishing some accountability for yourself. Just checking in with that person saying, hey, here's how it's going. This is what I said I wanted to do. And uh, and here's my, my follow-up with you. I love that. I think that's also really cool and important to kind of keep your heart in check so that you are able to encourage another person and get encouragement from them without it turning into gossip, especially since 
social media is like the ugly, you know, it's like a cesspool for trolls or whatever. And because you have so much accessibility to things that you might want to compare yourself to, I think sometimes it's easy for people to flip that and not even see when like jealousy is rearing its ugly head or it could be like, oh, look at this, whatever. And I think it's, it's so good and important to have someone who's able to keep, to kind of give you that check of like, Hey, um, you kind of are comparing yourself unnecessarily to this person. Like, that's not actually necessary or how you want to be. Um, and that I think can also be like a really powerful and helpful way to kind of keep it in check because we don't even necessarily see when we have fallen off of the, off of the bandwagon. Cause we just get so sucked up into all of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I guess I would reemphasize just that importance too, of, of getting in God's presence and letting him speak and um you know it's it's a christian practice to to take that time to to ask god you know that verse search my heart and reveal anything that's offensive in me in the psalms and just taking it even a few minutes and just pray that prayer and see what god brings to your heart and mind because certainly we all have blind spots absolutely that's why they're called blind spots because we don't see them and so you're right other people can help us to see those things probably before we do and also just spending that time in reflection with the holy spirit um, again when we rest in that security that he loves us because he loves us because he loves us like crazy so we don't need to be afraid of what he might reveal in those times of just repentance and attitudes that are off base. Um, he brings those things to light in his love so that we can be free of them. So I think that's really important too. Yeah. So, so, so good. I want to make sure before we finish up, talk to us about Inspire Our Nation and Inspire Girl, because these ministries that you have started are incredible and powerful and so inspiring. So tell, give everyone the quick load on, on what those are this topic gets me excited for sure. I'm very, very blessed and, and privileged to work with incredible youth. I'm in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. So I'm on the prairies in Canada and we've got this massive nation and sometimes the prairies are a little bit forgotten like you know I don't know why people don't appreciate the land where you can see the dog run forever because personally um, my heart is here I grew up here on the prairies on a farm I'm a farm girl through and through and I love I love this province and uh, and the prairies but I really love um all of Canada, we've got a, a beautiful, diverse country. And here in Saskatchewan, there are young leaders rising up a real diverse group um, within within the Inspire family who have brave messages, who are learning to develop their voice, who are courageous to get to know one another and to be open to one another's stories with empathy, and then using their voice to advocate for one another in places of influence in this country. Um, these youth are excited about um, speaking to one another across the nation and um, encouraging one another um, in terms of this message that your life matters. It's just what we're talking about, Erica. You are here for a reason. You don't have to do anything to measure up. God's got a purpose for you right now in this time in history. And um, so I'm so proud of these youth that are doing this. Um, we really value reconciliation in our nation right now. There is uh, so much dissension and uh, racism and confusion. And so um, these voices of truth 
mentorship programs, our leadership program is kind of the heartbeat of what we do. And then we've got our Inspire Girl arm that's really focused on the girl and uh, very excited about what God is doing actually globally for girls and women right now that's bringing transformation to communities right ac across the globe. And we're seeing that happen in, in really big ways just within our community too. So it's an exciting time and I'm so grateful to be part of this ministry and what God is doing through Inspire Our Nation. I love that. Caitlin, in getting things all wrapped up, I want to ask you what we ask everyone before we close the show, which is what does thrive mean to you and how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? Yeah, oh, I would say that there's a cultural picture of thrive that can be tempting for me, you know, where you're in shape and you're getting all the goals done and um, and just everything's perfect in your relational world with with family and work and friends and everything. And uh, there's a big smile on your face, too, because, of course, you're just happy all the time. However, um, what I see in the scripture when it comes to thrive is a connection to the Holy Spirit. And it's a, it, it actually involves suffering sometimes, and it's a surrendered life. It's a joyful life. It's a deep life of meaning, um, but it doesn't always look like we might think thriving looks like. And to me, it's a, it's a daily surrender to the Holy Spirit and what he's calling me to in that given day and uh, it's experiencing the fruit of the spirit that comes through that connection, the love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, self-control, those things that he offers, that's thriving. And whatever comes out of that place in life, um, that's the picture that I think we see in the scriptures of, of, of wholeness and of flourishing. I love that. Can you tell everybody where they can connect with you online to find out about everything that you're offering and everything that you're up to? Sure. I'm on Instagram at Stand Secure, and you can find my website at CaitlinSay.com. I'm also on Facebook at Caitlin Say. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.